Hello, hello, fellow dreamers, and welcome to the Dream Your Life podcast. This is Julia, and I am so glad that you chose to be here today. This conversation that you're going to hear, the the topic of this episode is not a light one, as you could probably tell from the title, but it's one that I felt very called to share with you today. It was it was a really off the cuff kind of impromptu conversation that I had just this week. And I'll give you a little bit more context, but before I do, I just want to add that when I think about this podcast and the intention behind every episode, I really do think about how I want you the listener to feel. This is something that I I I think about a lot in not just this podcast, but every everything that I put out there, whether it's an email or a piece of social media content, I think, how do I want the recipient to feel when they read this? Is it inspired? Is it just educated? Is it motivated? Is it just like a feel-good thing? And with this podcast in particular, a lot of the time it's like, oh no, I, I want them to feel inspired. I want you to feel really inspired to start creating a life you love, to start implementing some new mindset techniques or uh, manifestation practices or, you know, like last week, lean more into the feminine tools to tap back into your feminine energy and power. Um, There's all sorts of things, but very often when I When I publish something on this podcast, it's to inspire you, to make you feel good. And a a lot of the feedback that I get from listeners, a lot of you who have reached out to me on social media and even in the reviews that I've seen on Apple Podcasts, it's a lot of, I feel really good when I listen to Julia's podcast or I feel really high vibe, I feel happier, I feel more excited, inspired by my life. And I love that. I don't want to publish something that makes someone feel bad, ever. Like, I am not about heavy content, (laughs) you know? But at the same time, there are some topics, a lot of topics in the area of spirituality that are a lot heavier that sometimes we don't even want to go to because they're painful based on our own experiences and our own journeys. And more recently, I've realized that those are some of the conversations that I still need to have here, that I still want to have here, because I think that even if they are difficult to record, even if they are difficult to listen to, there is something so deep and powerful in the meaning behind them. And for me, as I've you know really awakened on my spiritual journey, there are questions that I really want some clarity on. And even if I don't get all the answers, and I know I never will, exploring what the answers could be or the meaning behind some of these difficult things does really help me. And it makes me feel more connected to this world, to the universe, to spirit. And at the end of the day, it does inspire me. It does inspire me to 
make the most out of this life, to see the beauty behind everything, um, to let go of anxieties and worries and fears and just trust myself, trust that there's a, a bigger plan, a more beautiful plan for everyone, even if our circumstances or what we're seeing feels really hard and difficult. And of course, right now, as I say this, I'm thinking about the conversation that I had this week with Jessica Rachel. And so I want to give you the context now as to why we had this kind of impromptu last minute. I literally texted her. I'm like, Jessica, I think we need to do a channeling session. Are you available? This was on Monday. And she's like, I have 45 minutes, um, but I only have 45 minutes right now. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not at home. Um, I was at our beach club and she's like, okay, well, then we'll just have to do it next week. And I'm like, no, I think we have to do it this week. And so uh, there were no rooms where I could record. So I went out to the parking lot and jumped in my car and we recorded this channeling session in my car. It was incredibly emotional. I was crying for half the time. Um, but I just felt like it needed to happen. And there's so many reasons why it needed it needed to happen. One, she was getting a lot of questions about fertility and spirit babies and miscarriages. And I was getting those questions too. I've had so many people reach out on DMs saying that they're going through a really difficult time trying to conceive. My very best friend in the world lost her twin babies. Um, she carried them and 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 birthed them and lost them within a few minutes. And that has sat so heavy with me um, because I love her so much and I, and I love the family so much. And I just wanted to understand why that happened. And I've always wanted to understand why that happened, the spiritual meaning behind it. But I think that the reason I felt like I wanted it to happen this week, and this is the context and, you know, this is personal and a side note, I'm sort of been working on setting boundaries for myself around what I share and what I keep to myself or what is personal for myself and my family versus something that I want to share with listeners or the collective. And this is something that I probably last year, definitely last year would have kept to myself and my family and set a strict boundary of like, this is not something I'm going to share on the podcast. But I realized that I do want to share it today because I realized that it shows that we're all going through this journey and it doesn't look the same for everyone, but it's emotional regardless. And so I'm going to give you just the really kind of truncated story, but basically last Friday, so a week ago from today, I guess it was, um, no, two weeks ago from today, um, I did a channeling session with Jessica. Jessica, Rachel, and I have gotten really close over these last couple of years. I've had her on the podcast several times, but we are working on something together for the next round of Dream Your Biz. And she actually did channeling sessions for, I think it's it was 95%, only one of the women in Dream Your Biz, I believe, did not get a channeling session from Jessica before they did this, um, before they started in the 12 week program to build their coaching business. And she would do these channeling sessions for each of them, really helping them with, um, 
connecting with their guides to give them strategy and answer big questions and advice around their businesses. And I, I do that a lot too. I work with Jessica and we channel my guides for questions on, on my own business, but also my own personal life. Anyway, um, I did a session with her, uh, two Fridays ago. And one of the first things she said was, oh my gosh, Julia, are you pregnant? And I'm like, no, I'm not pregnant. Very much not pregnant. hundred percent not pregnant. Like we're not do the, the window is not open. And she said, okay, cause there's a, a spirit, a little, like a female spirit that's circling around you right now. And she actually has a lot to say. And I was like, what? And Jessica goes, do you want me to channel her? And I, it was really, the timing was very interesting because we had just gotten back from our vacation in Michigan and the whole vacation in Michigan, I kept thinking, why do I have baby fever right now? Why am I like yearning for another child? I have three kids and I, we, I thought that the door was closed, but I had this real tug, this like feeling that I wanted our family to grow that we wanted to bring someone else in and I didn't and I talked to Alex about it anyway fast forward to this reading and she's like there's this spirit you probably felt her and I'm like oh my god yes let's let's channel her so she channels this spirit and she it was just such a beautiful session and the spirit is saying, you know, I, I am Riley's sister. I am Bone's brother. I am, I'm Bone's sister. I am Wit's sister. I belong in this family. I've never had a life with you, Julia, but I am going to come in. I have a mission. I am going to not only bring balance and so much love to this family, but I am going to help you with your own mission and the impact that you're going to make on this world. Um, I'm going to be a catalyst for so much more growth for you. Um, this is my family and I want to come through basically. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what do I do with this? What do I do with this information? It was really emotional, but it was also so beautiful. And I felt it like I felt her or this energy and, and we finished that session and then, um, a couple of days later, I wasn't even due for my period yet, but I took a pregnancy test and it was faintly positive. And I pretty much fainted. And all the, the thoughts went through my head, like first all the logistic-y things, like I can't, we can't have four kids. Oh, this, this is insane. This is insane. I'm not ready for this. I'm traveling internationally for the next four months. I can't be sick. I'm going to be in Colombia. I'm going to be in Nicaragua. I'm going to be in all these places and speaking on stages and all this stuff for Dream Your Life and for my other program, Career Foundations. I can't, I can't take this on, not to mention all the other kids and I need to give them one-on-one -on -one time and I'm already strapped for time. I mean, all the thoughts. And then who, like car, uh, we need a new car. We need a blah, blah, blah. Like, and I talked to Alex and he was just like over the moon. Like, is this really happening? And he's just, you know, much more of like, we'll, we'll make this work. We'll make this work. Can you imagine this is going to be wonderful? And I'm like, well, it's not even real yet. Like the light is there. The, the line is still really faint. And as I went through the day, I just, all those worries and fears just turned into so much love 
and a little excitement to like, and also this deep connection with spirituality. I'm like, I cannot believe that that session just happened, that we've channeled this spirit. It's her. I feel her. She's coming through. She's meant to be in this family, all this stuff. And um, the next day, well, I took a couple more tests and it was sort of like, kind of like squinted you could see the line, but they seem to be fading. But then I'm like, well, maybe it's because it's, you know, it's not in the early morning and, and well, there's too much information, but I'm like, maybe it's too diluted. So then I take another test the next day and it's like the line is barely there and then it's gone by Sunday. Um, I'm not pregnant and I'm not having a fourth child right now, (laughs) at least. So um, the, the reason I bring this up is because when the line went away and when there was nothing, I felt this deep sense of loss and, um, and I don't want to get emotional now. You'll hear me get emotional in this conversation, but I, it was a, it was a disappointment and loss and confusion and guilt and all the things. And I didn't even, I, you know, I, probably wasn't even pregnant. Maybe it was faulty tests. Who knows? Um, but that day I got some messages on Instagram and just from other women. And I had just actually a few days before, um, gotten, had, had drinks with this new friend who had was, had gone through a really difficult fertility journey, IVF, the whole thing, and was not able to get pregnant. And finally kind of threw in the towel and said, you know, I, God, the universe has bigger plans for me, different plans for me. And all of this just started to make me really question spirit babies and souls. And, you know, I've heard from books and other people who teach on this, that there are so many souls that want to come through, that want to experience time and space and earth. And I'm like, if that's the case, then why is it so hard for some people? And why is it so easy for others who, a lot of whom, you know, don't even necessarily want children and then they just keep having them. Um, and you know, just lots of big, deep spiritual questions. And so, I was, it was Monday and I didn't have any meetings on Monday. I, like I said, I was at the beach and I was doing some work and I'm, I, I couldn't stop thinking about all of this. And that's when I messaged Jessica. I'm like, can we do this? And so we jump in the car and you're going to just hear the raw recording. But I ask all of these questions. I ask about whether conceiving is in the cards for any woman who is wanting it, where manifestation comes into play, Um, what someone needs to do when they want to get pregnant, how do they let go and surrender, but also do all the things to manifest it, to believe that it's going to happen, how to let go. And, you know, things like the specific questions of why miscarriages happen, was the soul there? when is the soul there? Why does the soul choose certain people, certain bodies? What are soul contracts when it comes to babies? Um, all of this, I, I wanted to understand the spiritual meaning behind it. 
And what I got from this conversation was so deep and so powerful. And I knew that I wanted to share it with you all. And I knew that I wanted to share it with you all right away. And I knew I wanted to do it in a very unedited sort of like you're there with us. So that's what you're going to get today. I really hope that it serves you, whether you yourself are going through a challenging time on your own fertility journey now, or you have, and you want some peace, maybe someone in your life could use this, or maybe, maybe it's just questions that you've had yourself. So I'm going to leave you with that. Um, I know that this is a heavy topic and I don't want you to leave this feeling heavy. I hope that you get some clarity and answers and you see the beauty behind all of it because I I listened to parts of it back and I, I just got full goosebumps because there is so much beauty and meaning behind it all. And if we can look at it this way and see this like beautiful spiritual side of why these challenging things happen, I think it really serves us, our soul and our own journey and expansion. So that's all for me today. I am sending you so much love, so much light. And without further ado, let's jump right into this beautiful session with the incredible Jessica Rachel and some wonderful spirit that decided to join us. Hello, hello. I'm Julia, and this is the Dream Your Life podcast. This podcast is your guide to intentionally creating the life of your dreams. We talk purpose and passion and love and work and money and family and attaining abundance across all of these things. I'm here because I know from my own experiences that with the right mindset, all of us can live our dream life. So join me and start dreaming your life today. Wait, Jessica, so should we... Should I ask you, start with just talking to you and then see what's coming through? Do you want me to just like connect and then you can just ask questions that are like coming from the guys? Is that sort of what you had in mind? I didn't really even have anything in mind. I was just like, I think I've been getting so many messages from people who are struggling with um, infertility or like loss or uh, like miscarriage and with everything that just happened for me, like I. I had a line on this test and I had another one. And then I swear, like, I don't know if it's like she was there and then she wasn't. And then I just, I feel like I need to talk about this. Like there's a, there's meaning for me why this happened. And I'm probably going to share more in the intro to this when I have my thoughts together, but I think there's greater meaning in me sharing this with people. Like, I think that there's a reason why this happened to me right now. And there's mm-hmm. a reason why we connected last Friday. Like, I feel like very strongly that this is a message that people need to hear. Yeah. Okay. So let's try and channel it a little bit then. Let's just like, let me just take a quick second, drop in, call in the guide. So let's just take a quick few deep breaths. <sighs> and that they provide us with the clarity that we seek today around this subject. And that the guides who are most capable of offering clarity 
around spirit babies and bringing children into the world can come through at this moment. <sighs> okay. Well, I definitely feel something, something's here. <laughs> just the, like, just a loving kind of spirit. I don't know if I can even put a physical, like, description to it but I can feel something so we can I guess just go from here and, and see <laughs> is this a guide is this a one what kind of spirit is this it's so funny I it's like the way that I'm seeing it in my mind it's almost like it's it's a little hard to describe but it's almost as if like uh <laughs> I don't even know what to call this, a wave of energy coming through. <laughs> it's feminine in nature. It has a lot of kind of like this shimmery light, um, but it's not like coming through like a guide. It's coming through more like a, I almost want to, it's talking to me. It's it's calling itself like Ruach HaKodesh, which is like, that's a Hebrew word, but that, that means sort of like divine wind. <laughs> Uh, divine spirit coming through so it's probably a little further up than a guide I would say because I did call in a collective energy so whatever it is we're connecting to is most likely an energy that's going to provide clarity for me as opposed to just you or I specifically yeah, yeah. okay so can I just start asking some questions yeah go for it let's ask questions <laughs> Well, I think one of the big questions for a lot of women, for some reason I'm getting emotional. Um, I actually had a, um, I had drinks with someone the other night who has, she's in her forties and she's been, had been trying to get pregnant for years and years and finally just realized after IVF had failed and all these things had failed that it wasn't in the cards for her. And I'm just wondering, like, is it just not in the cards for some people to be a mother in that way to ha conceive a child on their own? Mm. There's healing energy coming through. Um, I don't know if that's for you or me or just the collective. Let me just see what this one has to say this kind of spirit. She says she wants to redefine what you mean by not in the cards, because she says that someone, a, a spirit can be a mother in many lifetimes and choose to not be one in this one. She says, even though in this moment, in this particular lifetime, a woman may feel as if she wants to be a mother because her soul has deep reverence and rememberings, soft, beautiful memories of being a mother. That is what is comfortable for her. That is what her soul knows. But her soul sometimes needs to have other experiences. And that experience of grief and yearning leads often to other things that they can't see in the moment. And so at this time, the story you speak of seems and feels incredibly painful for her. But she says, as she goes down and zooms out in her life, the trajectory of her life is meant for much bigger things. Not that children are not big, she says, but something else 
and her path is leading her this way. She says, in, for some people, this can look like adoption. There is a soul who needs to be loved and only these beautiful souls can take them in. She says, for some people, this looks like beautiful sort of charity work, she says. And for others, this looks like a much bigger path, helping the collective in a bigger way, which can't be done on the microcosm of creating a human but on a much bigger level of healing the inner children of many people. And so this is sort of a journey that this particular woman possibly won't feel the reason for why she's in this place right now until she kind of walks further down her path and can look back and say that needed to happen because look where I am now. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think that that's, um, for me and I think for a lot of people hearing that like I think I think that that's beautiful and but I have three healthy kids you know and so I I can't understand I don't understand really how that would feel being in that position um and I just like I know how hard just that feeling is not being able to have a child like I I don't know but I can I'm I can imagine I, it took me a long time to get pregnant with Bowen and it's it's like it's beyond just wanting a child it's like you know who you are as a woman it's like purpose it's so many different things and then um just the journey itself being so hard and hormones and all of that and um you know, I think that's one example of like zooming out. But then I'm like, what about all of the people who um, they feel like in their soul, they're meant to have a child and they want that experience and maybe they have fertility issues or any, is there, is there always a meaning behind having fertility issues? Like what about the whole, you know, the stories you hear about um, as soon as we you let go of like the resistance and you sign up for the adoption papers and that's all or the signed, then you get pregnant naturally. It just seems like there's a lot of this like releasing of control, like and manifesting to getting pregnant too. But then it's like, how do you know if it's that or if it's it's not in the car, it's not in the cards for you in this life because there's a bigger meaning or you just haven't tried the newest science or, you know, IVF or IUI or all these different things. I think there's just like, how do you know when it's time to just close the door and say, okay, you know what? My passion, my purpose is going to be tied to something bigger when you want something so much, you know? Yeah. Let me ask. Let me see. So the spirit is getting very firm with me. And she says she needs to make something very clear to the collective. And she says, this is very important. And she calls it, for lack of a better word, a pandemic of infertility. Um, And she says that there is something to be strongly said about looking at the health of the general population at this period in time. She says there are... I don't want to sound so controversial, but I also don't want to filter her. 
it's not Jessica. It's the okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm just not gonna filter it. So I apologize if it sounds controversial. Um, um, but she says there are forces at work that are working against um the continuation of human population is what she's saying. So she says there are a lot of things affecting human health on the fertility level. So she says there is an intense amount of people and a significant amount of people globally experiencing infertility worse than it has ever been before, she says. She wants to you to have a look at your health overall. She wants you to take control of the water you're drinking. Okay. Um, she wants you to take a look at all of the factors that are affecting and disrupting your hormones. She says there is a lot at play here that is affecting one's ability to get pregnant on both a biological, physical level and a psychosomatic level. So she says your first she says your first step or your first order of being, she says, is to take a very deep holistic look at your physical health and make sure that you are not doing anything that is going to be disrupting your hormones. And she says the environment that we live in are set up very deeply to disrupt hormonal proper hormonal function. And she wants people to wake up and look very clearly at the pandemic that is happening and that is affecting infertility. Um, she says, look at your water, look at your food source, look at your light source, look at how much time you're spending in nature and look at how much time you're spending in non-natural environments and how it is affecting your overall health. So she says that's step one. She says step two, it is very much a psychosomatic issue as well. She says, if you have unhealed trauma of any kind and you have not looked at it, your body is keeping track, is keeping score. So she says, to answer your question, Julia, this idea of needing to release, she says, it's not the pressure of control you're needing to release. She says, it's needing to release those emotions that are built up and pent up and have not been looked at. Often it is people who tend to be controlling of everything in their life are the people who do not, do not allow themselves to feel the feelings, to feel the pain, to excavate and really go deep and look at the emotional scars that sit and live on their hearts. She says those are the people that sometimes need to go through a bit of an emotional roller coaster to experience a version of surrender to let go and look deeply at all of their hurts, their wounding, their inner child, their pain. And she says, sometimes it takes a, a bigger sort of rock bottom in order to allow those things to come through. Often having to go through IVF forces people to have to go through therapy. And therefore they then look at all of the deeper wounds that are lying within and it is only once they give up or have the emotional breakdown that then they can get pregnant because their body has released that pent up energy. So she says that is step two. And then she says there's a third step. And she says the third step is to address the spiritual uh, contract, she says, of calling in a child. 
And she says, there are three parties involved and it has to be between your spirit, your partner's spirit and the child itself. And she says, unless there has been a complete agreement on all three parts that this is the lifetime you're going to do together, that you have all called each other in and that you were all ready to come in at this time, it is not going to come through. And she says a lot of the times when women experience infertility or miscarriages, it is because the soul itself is not quite ready to come through. And she says, in that case, there needs to be some communicating with that soul and encouraging it that it is safe to come through, that you were wanting them, and that you are going to support each other as much as you can in this life as they come through. So is it is it this is it the same if someone miscarries? Is it the same soul that comes through again? Mm. I'm getting a nod. Yes, she says, usually it's the same soul. Um, she says, if you feel that if you've lost a child and then you get pregnant later, she says, usually that's the same soul. And I personally have seen that as well. Um, like a miscarried child or like a child? child? Yeah, it's usually the same soul that didn't come, tried to, decided not to, then kind of was like, oh, it's not the right time and then came back in. So it's not sort of like this baby that kind of just never came. Um, she shows me that for miscarriages, she says, oftentimes she shows me this image of like a little girl dipping her toe in the water and going, oh, no, it's too hot or it's too cold and then jumping out. Um, and she says, but when that child does come through, it's because it was the timing wasn't right or they were feeling uneasy about something, right? Perhaps they weren't ready yet. And then they choose to come through later um, at, in the perfect timing that's going to serve their life the best and the life that they're here to kind of fulfill afterwards. And, and yeah. that's what you had been saying about Bowen, because I had been trying for a year with him and it was relatively easy with Riley and relatively easy with wit, but mm -hmm. Bowen, it was that whole year. It seemed like the dipping the toe, but yet where I'm kind of like, I don't know, perplexed or confused is that, um, when he actually did, like, it was something with like scientifically, like, we thought it was something with my husband's stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up getting an IUI and it worked when they, you know, injected the whole IUI that way. It worked the first time, which makes me think, okay, well, it was me releasing the need to do it myself. And like, we actually, the intervention of science in this case worked the first time. So was it the science? Was it my release? Was it timing because Bowen wasn't ready you know, and then there's the whole, like, you pick his, like, he picks his specific birthday and specific time. So did he just want July 9th? Was he like, I want a summer birthday? I mean, what, you know, I guess we never know. But to me, that's where the confusion is, is like, in, in that whole thing that you shared, those three steps, the first one, yeah, look at your, the toxins and your environment and all of that. But where does science come in? You know, where it is like, I only have this many eggs. I only have like, you know, this doesn't 
work with this, like that kind of thing. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, when do we need the science intervention or do we ever like, I? yeah, it's a good question. I agree. Um, let me see. So she says the two are always married. <laughs> she says the two, they, they both have to work together. So she says both on a physical level and a spiritual level, does the body, and she means that of the woman, need to be ready. Um, I guess in the man's case as well, but she says of the woman, both sides need to need to be ready. But she says, <laughs> she says it's important to understand <laughs> that we do not, we are not in control of, of all of the outcomes and we do not know all of the answers. And she says, if you had taken a scientific intervention, then it was necessary at that time, right? That soul was meant to come through and the scientific intervention would have worked. If it was never meant to come through, regardless of the amount of scientific interventions that you go, that you pursue, it still won't come through. So she says, everything that you can do to promote and invite the spirit through is always encouraged and welcome. But at the end of the day, if the soul is not ready, or if the overall story or agenda, spiritual journey is not aligned, then no matter what steps you take, it is not going to happen because it's not meant to. So in other words, she says, pursue them. And, you know, if it's meant to, it will be. And she says on the other side of that, on the flip side of that, she says that if you are <laughs> trying to prevent a pregnancy, she says, and there is a soul who has chosen you, she says, any opportunity you provide a window for it to come through, it will come through because it's chosen you. And so be very cognizant of if you are, that you do still, she says, we still live on the planet of free will, but if you are kind of not preventing in some way, you are creating a window of opportunity and that will come through. So be aware. <laughs> so, so with that, um, and this last thing that just happened over the weekend, and it was like the timing was crazy because we had last Friday, was that last Friday? Well, a week yeah. from last Friday, we had our session and my, this little girl spirit or this female spirit who was ready to come through and you channeled her. And then I took a pregnancy test and it was really lightly positive. And then, you know, and then. I got really excited and, um, you know, it doesn't make sense for us. Logistics are crazy. And like, I should be so grateful that I have three kids, but then seeing it, seeing that positive and then seeing it fade out all of this, if, and I'm saying this cause I think someone else might feel this too, is like, the the thing that scares me is like, was I doing something? Was I thinking something? Was I, um, you know, you know, I like do, doing something to my body wrong. Like I was still having wine and, and I like, you know, doing things that 
probably if I was pregnant, I, sh- I mean, definitely shouldn't be doing like, then there's like the, the scary part of thinking like, oh, do I need to look at my water? Do I need to look at my sunscreen? Do I need to like read? Like, I don't want to put that on anyone either. Um, and so it's like when a miscarriage or something happens and I'm not even saying that's mine and I'm not even saying I had a chemical pregnancy, but there was something about that that made me feel like maybe she was dipping her toe and then I did something to make it like that she wasn't wanting to come anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just feel into these feelings for a moment. Your guide, this guide is sort of saying just that it's not irrelevant that you're feeling this way right now. She says, you have been asking for clarity for a long time around this. And perhaps on some way, these feelings are becoming very clear to you about which way you were sort of standing at a fork in the road, right? And so she, in some senses, this is offering you a little bit of clarity about how you really feel about the situation. As you were speaking, she needed to make something very clear and she needs everybody to hear this very clearly. The soul does not come into the body until much further along into the pregnancy. She says it is too it's too boring for the soul to sit in utero for nine months. Mm-hmm. She says they go in and out and in and out. And she says the soul itself doesn't even know if the pregnancy is going to stick until about month five she says. And so she says that this, you know, whether it was a chemical pregnancy or not, it was nothing to do with the soul kind of going, is this, you know, is this the right time? Is this me or not? The soul is also sitting there waiting, going, is this a viable pregnancy? Can I jump in now? Mm. And so she says, there's nothing that you did to sort of deter the soul she says, the soul has chosen you. She's made that very clear that she's chosen you. And again, just for your audience, we need to underline that I never get the gender right. So if yeah, you do yeah. end up, <laughs> we need to underline that. I almost, I'm like, we can probably almost guarantee it's going to be a boy now because we're calling oh, it no. a girl. But, <laughs> but either way, I always get the gender wrong. But at least for right now, she feels like, it feels like a she. Um, but what she, what what the soul is, or what the spirit is saying about this situation is that you needed to sort of have a bit of a, <laughs> a shove, she says, a push or a shove towards, are we going for this? Are we actually going to pursue this? She says, cause you weren't sure and you weren't clear. And so she really need. she says for you, it's all part of the journey. Again, a soul wants to be wanted just as anybody else wants to be wanted. And not that you didn't want her, yeah. but she says now it's sort of a lot clearer um, of like, okay, we're going to pursue this. Um, and she goes, then it can kind of come in on a much, uh, she says stronger trajectory or clearer trajectory and timeline. Um, so what, so what you just said about, about the, like the soul doesn't come in until it knows it's a viable. So up until the soul decides it is all science then. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they, what she shows me is sort of like this. 
the spirit is kind of showing me it's like this dance she goes the the spirit kind of goes in and then it kind of like hangs out with you for a little bit and then it goes back out into the spirit world and then it comes in and then it comes back out she says um but it, it it's sort of like this feeling of like yeah does, does this body feel good for me I'm not sure let's go out a little bit wait a little longer come back in so there is sort of a science aspect to it but she just keeps saying that the soul itself doesn't even know if this is a viable pregnancy until you know further in um and so there is sort of a science to it which is which is why she says that she's not trying to deter people from pursuing the 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 scientific interventions she says you know the the soul too needs reassurance that that it's a a, a body that it can kind of hold on to <laughs> and inhabit um so then with, with that and I don't want to get derailed but I but I just want to make sure that cuz I for the women who are listening who are really struggling to get pregnant yeah like what what are words of advice and again at what point they kind of let go you let go and just say this this maybe this lifetime I'm not going to birth a child in the way that I had always dreamed of you know like how do we comfort these women yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. Let's see. He says, if it is within you and there is a deep desire to be a mother in this lifetime, she says, it is your duty to pursue that. Okay. She says that very clearly. And she says the word duty. It is your duty, your job to pursue that. She says, when we talk about how, when do you give up on scientific interventions? She says, when it starts to take a toll on your physical and emotional being, when you are sitting there and it's desperate and it is wreaking havoc on your entire life, everything is kind of up in the air. You know, your marriage is holding on by a thread, right? All of these things where it's just feeling turmoil. She says, that is when you know it is not serving you anymore. Okay. She says, we do not pursue this to a detriment to the self. She goes, it is much more important to recognize that if you are wanting to be a mother, you have that desire, you can be, and there are other ways of doing this and of being a mother and she says and and I this is going to sound so offensive to some people so I apologize this this is coming from spirit though and spirit says that this can look like adoption this can also look like mothering and nurturing other people around you in other ways um she says sometimes this can even look like mothering and nurturing animals (laughs) Um, and pets. And she says, in other ways, this looks like birthing a bigger thing, a bigger project, a bigger, you know, something else. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so she says, if it's taking a toll on your overall health and well-being in general, if you are no longer living, no longer enjoying living, she says, that is when it's time to let it go and surrender and accept that perhaps your desire to be a mother is not unfounded, but perhaps going to be pursued or received in a different way. (laughs) So does that mean that there are some souls that choose to come here 
and and they their choice is I do not want to be a mother in that way so it's not going to happen for me um and I guess the second part of this question is you know this podcast is about manifesting and I did a whole episode a, a while back um where I shared a story about how with my daughter um it was I wasn't getting pregnant and I bought oh this little um ornament for my husband and I and it was showed a pregnant snowman and I the act of ordering it the act of engraving it the act of wrapping it and putting it under the tree when I was not pregnant and he the, we found out the day after Christmas and he opened the gift and saw it and it was like to me that was manifesting because I let go and I believed and I held on and I acted as if by you know and so I I share that story a lot because you know, even though I know this is such a, such a sensitive topic, um, but then it's like some, you know, there are conversations with people who I'm scared to even share that because I, if their soul was never meant to have children, then would that ever even work? Like where does manifesting come into play? Is this all making sense as a question? Yeah, 100%. It makes sense. Um, and I'm going to let spirit answer this one because I personally don't have an answer to that. <laughs> um, but let me see what the spirit kind of has to say about that. Okay. Okay, so she doesn't want to negate the fact that destiny is more nuanced than we sort of understand. <laughs> sort of, she doesn't want us to sort of feel that, well, if that's my fate, then what's the point of trying kind of an idea? Um, because she says that, again, she says that it's the importance is the pursuit of the thing we feel we most desire. The place where we need to surrender is more about the how it comes to fruition and in what way we become a mother. So she says, if the pursuit is, I want to be a mother, but the way that I am a mother, I'm surrendering to, right? And what that can look like for me, she goes, then you can pursue it, as, you know, with a manifestation without holding on to the vision of it has to come through me and this partner and through a pregnancy this way, naturally, you know, all of the things she goes, she goes, there's no surrender in that. She says, this is where we would kind of get into the nuance of a non-specific manifestation of the feeling of being a mother of, I want to embody that feeling. I want to nurture another, I want to raise it and, you know, and, and understand having a spirit kind of come into my home <laughs> in some way. And she goes that she goes, but the specifics of how that happens, where they come from and all of those things need to be released. And so she says, again, she just keeps underlining. She keeps saying, if your desire is to be a mother, it is your job to pursue it in some way. And so she says, pursue all of the avenues, but also kind of dance with this idea that perhaps it's not in the way that I expect it. And she says, oftentimes for women, they get to this place because we have this understanding of there's a 
ticking clock, <laughs> so to speak, a biological clock. And then we get to the end and go, but now it's too late. And she says, there is no such thing as too late. Um, if we look at it in, in a different way, she also says uh, in a biological way, she says that our, our idea of timeline of when that biological clock runs out is much longer than we have been told. <laughs> um, and so she says pregnancies can happen much later in life, given a healthy body. Um, and she does want to clarify that. Um, and so she says, if you're telling yourself time is running out, if you're telling yourself it's too late, she goes, that is you kind of stepping in, in her words, testing fate or saying that it's not your fate. It's not your destiny. And she yeah. says, no way too. Yeah, exactly. So she almost says, like, can you let go of the how and the when? And just as you know, and Julia, you always say this so beautifully, like, can we just kind of create and cultivate the feeling of I want to nurture this beautiful being, however it wants to come through, and in whatever form it comes through and kind of be very open to you know, what that could look like um, and not hold yourself to such a strict timeline. She says, that's the biggest stressor that this spirit seems to see is people holding themselves to this really pressured, strict timeline. I need to have all of my kids by 35 or whatever it is. And she goes, uh-uh, she goes there. And she says she in going to encourage, especially these women to seek out, um, she's calling them expanders. So examples of sort of women who, have, you know, done the unconventional, <laughs> right? Done the thing that society's telling us can't be done. Change your narrative, change the story for yourself. Allow yourself the possibility that there are other possibilities. <laughs> and she goes in that in and of itself is going to change the story within yourselves in some way. But then she also, again, keeps underlining here for me, um, especially she says in the Western world, she goes, can you please, please, please look at your health on a much deeper level? She goes, there are some things that are such easy fixes that we don't even realize are really messing with your, with your body in some way. And so she's like, can you underline, can you check that box off first? <laughs> she goes, take a deep dive, look at your body on a holistic level. And she keeps showing me, you know, those blue light blocking glasses, <laughs> She keeps showing me that. And she goes like, even just that can regulate your hormones, hormones in such a deep way. And so she goes, can we even just do that? She goes, if it means changing all the light bulbs in your home, so they're not blue light, she goes, that could make the biggest difference, you know? So she goes, allowing and creating every opportunity for your body to be in the right position so that when it does come through um, or it's, it's the right timing and it's destined for you, your body's equipped to handle it and do so and invite it in. So she, again, it kind of feels like there's like, there's lots of things that have to kind of be at play at the same time. <laughs> Which makes it like you hear about the women who have 10 kids and keep getting pregnant and pregnant. It's like, wow, everything had to work out perfectly for those people every single time like that what's that tv show where 19 yeah. kids are counting and i think they have 20 kids now like all the souls chose to be part of that family and then the science was perfect and the conditions were perfect like it sometimes you just hear stories like this and you're like or i'm just taking the perspective of the super healthy you know conscious woman who's 
doing all these things, drinking all the filtered water, wearing the blue light glasses, like staying away from radiation, whatever, all those things. And she's mm-hmm. like, I deeply want a baby. I practice manifestation. Why is it so easy for everyone else? Is this just what I need to go through? Like, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I really feel for that woman because like, I don't know. I, I get, I'm a manifester, but I also, I want to set everything up perfectly for these things. And I want to believe and, and I can only imagine after trying over and over and over and doing all the things that you lose sight of that. And you, your belief is punctured and you're, heart is like breaking every time like how do you get back into just believing and holding that faith yeah yeah so to answer the question about that example though that you gave of sort of like these women who have like so many kids she says but look at the community they live in they're surrounded by women who are doing just that right that they're you know and so she says that in some ways there's no belief that it can't be otherwise <laughs> so there's a the manifestation piece is can she speak to manifesting right now is there any advice that this energy this wind whatever we're calling this i know this weird spirit we're talking to <laughs> can yeah. she just share some real manifesting so we we talked about attaching to the feeling, letting go of the how, letting go of the timeline, you know, but, but at the same time, and I'm just going to speak personally, like when I want to get, when I think about having another baby, I want to be pregnant. I want to feel the baby in my belly. Like I want to go to the doctor's appointments. I want to see the scans. I want to go to the hospital like and and you know birth a baby like that's all part of it for me so I I love the idea of this like you know you can be a mother in any way and I'm saying this and I am a mother and I have three kids so I, I know like I feel even weird saying this but I'm trying to speak on behalf of other people that um like <sighs> at, what can we well I guess this is two questions but if you have that desire like I have mm-hmm. and and you want to manifest and believe like what is there any words of advice for that mm-hmm. yeah let's see what the spirit has to say it's almost like she's yelling at me so I apologize that it comes off very harsh yeah. um she says I am not saying, and this is her speaking, she says, I am not saying that if you are meant to be a mother that you cannot get pregnant, right? That you can be, you're going to have to be a mother in another way. She says, she says, I am saying that you need to look at all of the areas that you have not yet looked at. And that is your journey. And so she says that, you know, the desire to be pregnant and, you know, be the one to carry the baby right? And you going through the journey of wanting that to happen, she goes, there are many things that you might have to pursue to make that happen. And she says, even if that doesn't result in a baby, 
And she's being very clear about that. She goes, even if doing all of those things, unearthing the emotions, really excavating how you feel about it, doing all of the health things, right? All of those things, she says, even if you do all of the things, quote unquote, right, and that does not result in a, in a viable pregnancy or a baby, she says the journey in and of itself is what was meant for you. You needed to go through that. She says, most of the time, you're going to pick up on a piece of that and go, in that journey, I learned all of this about myself. I learned all of this about me and my partner. I figured out, you know, all, uh, there's another layer. There was maybe many layers of the self that I had not looked at. And I needed to go there. And so, and she says that even if at the end of all of that, there's no baby, she goes that she says the duty is in the pursuit of it, not necessarily in the actual baby coming through. And so that's why she keeps saying, if you have the desire to have the baby to be, to be a mother, she says, it's your job to, for the pursuit, not for the result. She says the result she cannot guarantee. And she needs, she's getting very angry. She goes, I never guarantee the result. She goes, even if you do all of the right things and there is no baby, she says, what was needed for your soul and your soul's journey, soul's journey was the pursuit of it. And so she says, and in that place, she says, when you see a mother who has gone through all of the things, it doesn't work out. And at the end, she kind of surrenders and lets go and says, okay, maybe it's not for me. Maybe it's not happening in this life. She says, if you look at this woman, she says, Look at all of the work that she's done over the, maybe it's been 10 years of yeah. trying to pursue. She goes, is she the same person that she was before? And would she regret having done all of that work on herself? You know, who would she be had she had the baby right away, first time around, you know, what kind of mother would she have been, you know, and what kind of individual would she have been if it all came super easily? and how, who is she now? Right. And what does that look like? How does she have such a deep level of empathy, understanding, elevated spirituality that maybe she never would have had before? And then she says, and then she, she like ties us all together with your initial question. She says, those women you were talking about who have tons of children, she goes, they have such a high level of spirituality. And she's not saying that if you are not spiritual, you can't get pregnant, but she goes, it's so their, their connection to, she keeps saying God, but you know, whatever spirit source, the universe, she goes is so deep and so strong that, you know, it's almost, uh, it's uh, on another level. She says, but maybe there's a soul who really needs to kind of go through the journey of finding God in some way, finding the universe, finding their spiritual being. She says, and so it's the pursuit of it that brings you to that. She goes, then the job has been done. You've kind of had your kind of come on my knees moment, screaming at the universe moment. That is going to sound endlessly frustrating. I know. She's kind of saying that like, if we kind of recognize, remember our collective purpose here in this life for everybody is sort of to come to this place of being a, remembering that we are soul, a soul having a spiritual, a spiritual being having a human experience. And if that's the purpose for all of us is to come to this place where we learn that and we recognize that we understand that she goes, then the, that, you know, if that's the result of the journey of you pursuing a mother, then in some ways that's a success, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it results in a baby or not. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And I think just, just to tie that up before I have the next question, um, is uh, like, do, does our soul come in 
And this is maybe like a really just elementary question, but does our soul come in with like, I'm going to have this, I want to have six children in this lifetime, or I want to have just one, or I want to have four, or is there a number that we're sort of predestined towards knowing that there's still free will or, but is there kind of like a sweet spot number for everyone of of children you're, you're supposed to have, or like your soul came here to have? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Um, let me see. What does the spirit have to say? She kind of says it's like a yes and. And so what she means by that is that there are some spirits or souls rather that have many spirits who have chosen them. Often they tend to be older souls who've had many souls with who have experienced them and want to re-experience them in some way. And she says, in that sense, if in this path, in this journey, they're, you know, they they choose to be a mother, there's many souls to choose from. And, and these are the women who have to be careful. <laughs> she says that like, if they allow it, the portals open, these, these souls are going to come through, in which case the number really is up to them, if that makes sense. Okay. And she says, but on the... And the flip, sorry, <laughs> on the flip, sorry, sorry. On the flip side of that, she says that sometimes we have this vision of we wanting more, but there's really a lot of karma that needs to play out with the souls you currently have, you know, those children that you currently have. And there are no others that have sort of already chosen you. She says it doesn't mean that more can't come through. Um, she says it kind of looks like it's a little bit more of a process of calling in other souls. Maybe these are souls who are, whose parents have, you know, not called them in, you know, or chosen not to have children in some way. So they have to go and find another way of coming to the earth kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she says, so they can pursue, but it might be more challenging or they may decide, you know what, we have our one or two and that's good. Um, I do want to underline there's a really fabulous book about this. Um, it's it's actually called Spirit Babies. Yeah. Um, I, I forget the author's name, Walter. I think it's like McKitchen or something is his last yeah. name. Um, definitely ha- have a read on that because there, he explains some of that stuff really, really well. Um, but at least from what this, this spirit is saying is that it's sort of like if you've chosen to be a portal and you're an easy portal, you know, they're going to find you. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like this pillar of light moths to a flame situation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. All right. I'm going to try to wrap this up because there's, yeah. I could just talk to you forever. Like we normally do for these things. If, if this spirit has anything to say about situations where there are unwanted children that come through, like unwanted from the parents or the mother or yeah, and think about it. I know, especially you know, from the flip side of like mothers desperately wanting children. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's see what this spirit kind of has to say about this. So she even somehow then brings up even the 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 topic of sort of like teen pregnancies as well of sort of like you know or mistakes even you know so to speak. Um, she wants to include that in this conversation, she says, where 
it might also be that they're just not ready, right? Beyond being unwanted, there there's also just it was the wrong yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and so she says there there's a couple of things that she that that she kind of wants to explain here, and she says, remember that the act of creating a child is sacred, right? In in a lot of ways. And, and she says that, and so she, she kind of shows me this idea of sexual energy can be so powerful that it can create souls. Like she goes that in and of itself or not souls, but it can create humans. It creates bodies. And so she says that when created in a powerful act of love, whether the child itself was wanted, it's this really beautiful kind of result of an act of love. And I know you're going to say, well, what about if it wasn't? <laughs> um, but she says in some cases, it was an act of love of that, you know, that she says that humans are sort of de- de- uh, programmed, she says, mm-hmm. to have these desires to create these other beings in some way, because this energy needs to kind of move forward. And it it is creative energy. So she says, we are all given this power of creative mm-hmm. energy. And to recognize that in some ways, these beings were created out of, you know, whether it was intended or not, an act of an intended act of love, supposedly, right? So she she does want to kind of underline that, that there's an energy there, that sometimes the energy is just so strong that it does result almost in, a, in another being. She goes, remember, she says then that the, the soul itself doesn't choose the body until it knows the pregnancy is viable, so she says that the individual who is creating that who is having the sexual experience even if their intention is not to create a human she goes that's you know the energy in itself could be powerful enough to do so in which case then there are souls who are looking for viable bodies to inhabit yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> and so she says in some ways it doesn't always have to be an act of intention of the creator itself, the, the the parent, she says, there are souls who are kind of looking for, for a body to inhabit. They're ready to come through. And in any way that they can, perhaps they were waiting for long enough and they're just like, all right, F it. There's a body. Let's go. <laughs> they had to make a contract with the parent souls, right? They had to make a contract. Yes, they there there are souls though she shows me she kind of shows me this kind of like there are a lot of souls floating in the ether kind of going I need a life. I I I'm ready to come through, right? And kind of like is this mother going to let me through? Is this mother going to let me through? There are several kind of parents that they can make these contracts with. And if they feel that, you know, if for some reason these mothers that they're that they ideally would have chosen are not mm-hmm calling them in, in the time they want to come through, then they will sort of seek out any viable kind of body they can, knowing full well that that's going to become part of their experience and that it's part of their journey. And because they ch- they chose, if it leads to foster care or it leads to getting adopted, they knew that and they chose that. Yes. And so that's sort of what I'm saying. They, they do understand mm-hmm. it is part of their trajectory. She's saying it, it's almost sort of like they know what their their journey is in this life. They know sort of like, okay, this is the end result. This is kind of what I'm heading towards. There are multiple beginnings that could create and foster that outcome, if that makes I mean, sense. And the parents are making the contract while they're like incarnated. They're like, your higher self is doing that or something. Is that a stupid question? 
<laughs> no, it's not a stupid question. And I almost don't know if I have the answer to it. Um, let me see if the spirit does. The way she shows it to me, and this is like such a weird image. She shows me like, like, you know, the, the, like the, um, machine, uh, pinball game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the ball kind of bouncing off the walls back and forth. And then like, kind of, will it get through the hole or not? She says some, for some souls that that's sort of the experience of like, there's sort of like this experience of like, can I get through this way or this way or this way or this way? Like, how can I get in there? <laughs> um, and so she says there, there are some souls that it's sort of like, there are the ideal contracts, the ideal soul, the ideal parents that they were kind of hoping to and choosing. And she goes, and if it's not working and if that out one doesn't, outlet doesn't work and that one and that one and that one, she's like, this one can work too. And then they kind of like, all right, here's the agreement. Let's go. <laughs> So there's a little bit of an, and she, and she wants to underline here, and this might be really nuanced, but, but she really wants to underline here that there are many souls kind of, as she says, the floating in the ether, these spiritual beings who are desperate to come and play on the earth plane. They have a duty, they have a mission, they have a, a, something they need to experience. So they're going to do whatever it takes to kind of end up here. <laughs> um, they're not like, so they're not picky with their parents or something like it's not like like they're they're not they're not as picky like yes there are some souls and and oftentimes when we see it in families right there are some souls where it's very like I need to re-experience this woman you know like we have karma I'm only going to come through with this one and I'm willing to wait and you see a lot of souls like that like I'll wait and even if it's not in this life I'll wait till the next life right but there are some souls who are like "Uh uh-uh I've waited long enough I'm just gonna come right? Like, and and they know full well what they're signing up for. That's understood. Yeah. But is it like, they don't seem to have, she shows me it's like, they don't seem to have this preference of like, it needs to be this parent. It can be whichever parent, because I just have these things I need to experience. Yeah. yeah. You know who's coming to mind is Steve Jobs, who was adopted. And obviously mm-hmm. this really, he had a purpose. He had a mission. He made waves. He made such a huge impact in our lifetime. And I think like, did he choose to be adopted? Like, did he choose to have, you know, these, in his case, his parents were too young, but they ended up getting together anyway, but they Mm -hmm. put him up for adoption and then they ended up getting married, which he found out later. But it's like, was he desperate to get on? And then that just worked out that way. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Um, yes. this is, you could go in so many different directions. I don't want to derail it. Go into many directions with this. Um, with that case, they say, um, it seems that it, it for Steve Jobs specifically, it feels like, yes, he had a mission. He needed to come through. Um, but it also feels like that neat particular experience is what strengthened the bond of his parents. And so had they kept him, they actually wouldn't have stayed together is what I see. Mm. So again, I mean, that's all hearsay. Nobody would ever know if that was really the truth, but yeah. the spirit is saying. And so um there's just sort of like, there's so many, the, the, again, every soul has a different experience and every soul has a very different, like even way of getting here. Right. And so, right. And then if we go to even like the crazier, you know, nuances of like, not all souls are just, are just reincarnating, right. Some of them are coming from other oh, places. Yeah. Right. So then in which case there's no karma that they have, right. There's no souls that they've had experiences with before. They're just like, how do I get here? Like which plan, how do I get onto this plane? Yeah. And which case, 
right? They're, they, there's no body they have to choose from. They're just sort of trying to get here. <laughs> yeah. And I know, and you have your sweet little son here who's being so good, but this is, and I don't, and I don't want to end on a negative, but this is the one question that I really wanted to ask, which is um, you had mentioned now with miscarriages that the soul doesn't actually really enter and stay there until like five months. Um, I think miscarriages are so difficult. Uh, I have a lot of friends who have had that and it's been by far the most painful experience of their life. Um, Are we, is this, is this spirit saying that that is a body thing? That is a science thing. It's not the soul was dipping in and dipping out. Like, was there a way to prevent it? And then I think the last part of this question is, um, you know, I, I have one of my best friends had a miscarriage early on and she said she felt like the soul left her body when she miscarried. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely early. It was like, you know, before two months. But um, I don't know if there are thoughts on or anything that she has to sh- say around that or anything to comfort women who have gone through miscarriages. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to ask the spirit because I, I, I don't want to get, you know, I, I, I'd be scared to answer this just on my own. <laughs> Um, especially it being such a sensitive subject. So let me just see. Okay, so the soul, the spirit, she kind of shows me that there's not exactly one like overarching reason for why a miscarriage happens. Um, So she's giving me sort of several of the examples and possibilities of why that might've happened. So she says in some cases, yes, it's a soul that kind of is like they they got cold feet is kind of what she shows me. She She's like, they kind of, they came in and they were like, oh, I don't know about this. You know, I, I'm not sure if I'm, it's the right time for me. I'm not sure if, you know, this is not that this is my family, but I'm not sure if this feels good. This environment doesn't feel good. So th- they show me that sometimes it's as simple as sort of can, that, that soul kind of feels like, you know, she shows me like a really sensitive soul going, it's too loud here, <laughs> right? This really sensitive being going, this is too loud. And then she kind of was like, nope, not doing this. And then in some cases, you know, the the parents maybe will connect with the medium and have someone tell them like, you know what, actually, can you just like shut off the TV in the background? Like that's what's bothering her, right? Or that kind of a thing. Um, So that's sort of a sense, Um, you know, sometimes it's they, they change their timeline. They kind of say that's not my, the right time. And so they back out. But then, then, so that's sort of one option is sort of the soul. They, they've chosen these parents. They're kind of ready to come through, but it's an older soul who's kind of like, oh, do I really want to do this again right now? Like they kind of have cold feet. The other thing they show me is that sometimes it's purely scientific. The, the body wasn't viable. It was not the body that that soul needed to inhabit in order to kind of fulfill the purpose it had chosen. Like I actually need a much stronger body to do the things I came here to do. And this body's not doing it for me. Right. So there's that. Um, the soul's body or the mother's body? The, the, the baby's body. Oh, okay. So they're kind of like the soul. Cause again, the soul, it's not that the, the soul doesn't come in at all. She says that the soul can come in and out up until about month five. The soul so- doesn't choose what they look like. No, but they, they can choose that they, they, they can feel this body and go, "Mm, this one doesn't feel right. I don't like this body. (laughs) Right. So they, they can do that. Um, 
And, and so that's what they're showing me. Like, sometimes it's just sort of like, this one doesn't feel right. Like I need, I need a different combination of these genes, right. Kind of a thing. Um, and you know, and they're even showing me sometimes they go, uh, uh-uh, this wasn't the gender I needed. <laughs> so then they kind or of like, or like intelligence level, all that kind of thing too. Cause that's uh, kind of on the soul level, right? Yeah, that's more of a soul thing, I would say. But they're saying that just like if the body doesn't feel right, if it's just like, you know, maybe they didn't, they miscarried, but the, the you know, the the body wasn't developing properly in, in utero. Maybe they're missing some limbs or who knows, right? Especially when they're really early, you don't know. Yeah. Um, they go, no, I didn't actually choose an experience where I have these challenges. So out I go. Um, I'm going to wait for the next pregnancy kind of a thing. Um, and so the, the spirit, and she says in these two cases, the spirit wants to kind of underline that usually it's the same soul coming back. So you didn't lose that soul completely. Like they're just waiting for a better opportunity, a better time, a better body, a better, whatever situation. So you didn't lose that baby. They're coming right back. They just, they're picking a better time. Um, she says, but there are other cases where, and this one's, this one's probably a hard one to feel. This one makes me cry sometimes. Um, she says that sometimes there were these souls where they were kind of like, they just needed a moment of feeling this particular mother's love. And they, they just, they, they wanted to feel wrapped up in a womb. They wanted to feel that love and that was all they needed. And so then they kind of go, got what I needed. Bye. (laughs) And kind of disappear. And she says in that case, sometimes this is where we see sort of miscarriages that are much further along um she says or we see stillbirths right things like that where it's sort of like they just needed that particular mother love unconditional love wrapped up in that safe space and then they they kind of move on in their journey which is so painful for the mother 100 um but she says in that in that case then the next pregnancy is usually not the same soul yeah Um, my my best friend jessica had two twin girls and she gave birth to them and they were pretty much stillbirths and it was the most painful thing i can't even fathom what she has she's had since had a little boy and so it was like maybe those two souls wanted to be together wrapped up in her womb yeah they needed to be together one more time they needed to experience that you know, combination of love, you know, one more time and then away they went. Right. So, and, and that, that is so hard because I know for the mother, they're like, I didn't choose that, you know, like I, of course I would want those babies. Right. Um, and sometimes, you know, and then it's sort of like, well, is that what the mother needed? Right. Maybe the mother needed to go through that first on some spiritual level, perhaps, perhaps not. Perhaps, you know, maybe it was just what the soul needed, but um, those ones are much harder definitely to hold on to because it's not like necessarily feeling like they're coming back, you know, um, so you almost feel that loss more deeply. Um, and and then she says there's like this, this last one where it's sort of like they they feel it's as if the soul kind of felt like they needed to be in your family, but the timeline was wrong. so. What they show me is then, and this this is a weird one. I, I've no, I can't say I've ever seen this when I've channeled kind of for miscarried babies before, but um, they it's almost like they needed to skip a generation, yeah. and so it's almost like they're they it's like I didn't come through for the mother, but then they become the granddaughter. Like it's almost like I actually needed to not be your daughter; I needed to be your granddaughter, oh, kind wow. of a thing. 
there's this so like the soul comes back to you in a different way um, yeah. oh, you know what this is all this is all just beautiful and this is all part of it I feel like this this conversation is sound of my child in the back yeah I mean and we did it so last minute I think so much came through I'm like I don't know if there's anything last because like this is what happens with me with you Jessica and when we channel it's now I'm like oh did do souls choose to have down syndrome do souls choose to have autism do souls choose and I think the answer I I think I know the answer to all this it's like yes absolutely they do and it serves their soul it serves the expansion of their parents like these challenging things I just, yeah. there's meaning behind all of it, right? There is just so, I keep going back to this thing this one guy said on my podcast. I want to like quote it and put it up, but it's, he said, if you if you saw the web of perfection behind kind of like what happens in, on, in your life, you would weep at how beautiful and perfect it is. Like it's all so beautiful and so perfect. And it's all for our greatest, growth and highest good and I really I appreciate you so much I don't know what we do to think this like wind energy or whatever oh this like spirit this like beautiful kind of spirit baby spirit um yeah I'll just take a quick moment to just thank her and thank her for offering such beautiful wisdom for and coming through and is there anything else she just wants to end with is there anything like I just want to make sure I didn't cut her off (laughs) let's ask her is there any last thing she needs us to know Oh, probably an important thing, actually. (laughs) Um, She says she wants everyone to know that they too can communicate with the souls who want to come through them. And so she says, do not doubt that you can connect with them. You can converse with them and you can discuss and create that contract together. It's not you on one end hoping and wishing that they join up and meet you. She says it's a co-creation and the two of you can create that decision or the three of you rather can create that thing together. So she goes, do not doubt the power of connecting with those souls. And she says, whisper into the wind. Trust me, they hear you. (laughs) For everyone here still listening, how beautiful and poetic and just heartwarming is that? Whisper into the wind, trust me, they'll hear you. Oh, thank you all for being here. I know this was a bit of an emotional episode, a lot of an emotional episode, but I hope you took something from it. And if you know anyone that would benefit, please share it with them. Or if you're feeling called and want to share it on your social media, I just, I'm hoping that those who need this will be able to find it. And I trust that will happen. All right. I'm sending you all love and light, and I will talk to you next week.